0: It's episode 27 of the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we show you how to build your business brick by brick. Put on your hard hat and grab your tool belt because you are about to enter the construction zone. And now, here's your host,
0: Christy Hosler. there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and I'm your host today. And before we get into our interview, I wanted to take care of some business and thank several of you who have given us five-star reviews and ratings in iTunes. So, um, first up, I wanted to thank entrepreneuronfire.com. Mr. John Lee Dumas, the king of podcasting, says, Christy takes the brick and mortar business owners and shares incredible tips tools tactics and i love it so thank you john lee dumas for the five star rating and review on itunes also decatur john he says about we chunk junk that was an interview we did he said this is a neat business that was started to fill a special niche This podcast has much information for anyone looking to start a new business or expand an existing business. Excellent job by the Brick and Mortar Reporter. Thank you, Decatur John. Appreciate the feedback. Also, I have getfitwithgreg.com. He said, great info. Love how you weave stories into providing helpful info for the listeners. Well done. Then I also have our last one we'll thank today is DLD-ATF who had listened to the Corporate Golf Wellness interview and it says, these podcasts are well done and I enjoy the conversational tone of the podcast format. Great information to share and perhaps the podcast will result in helping others find their niche. So thank you so much for giving us five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. They're so important to helping us. Um, even trying trying to make new and noteworthy in um, iTunes would be absolutely critical in helping us build our audience. So we're working toward that. And if you can take the time, I know it's not easy to do. It's a little bit time-consuming to have to go and log into iTunes and go and leave a rating and review. But for those of you that are taking the time to do that, I so appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And I appreciate the feedback that you've given me on those podcasts. Now today, on to today's interview, we have a very special guest with us today. His name is Clifton Chadwick. Now Clifton is the executive director of Keep It Kirky Com. Now, keepitkirky.com is the local business organization built to promote local businesses in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And Clifton has extensive experience with advertising, commercials, voiceover. He's run many, many media campaigns for small businesses, and so he just has a lot of expertise to share. Now, keepitkirky.com is the local organization that their main goal in albuquerque new mexico is to raise awareness and try to get local people in that area to shift 10 percent of their spending from big box stores and national chains to the local retailers they have about 170 members business members of the organization so it's a thriving organization it's really doing a lot of work they're doing um they're putting together some campaigns in the future that are just really going to help raise local awareness in Albuquerque. They're doing a directory. It's the first time they've ever done anything like that, where it provides a directory of all the local businesses within the area. So if you're looking for a local plumber, or if you're looking for a local florist, or you're looking for whatever business it is you're looking for, you can find it in their local directory. So they have a lot going on. Now this interview, Clifton was so great in taking the time to go through and explain a lot about advertising with us. Here's the thing, though. We had some audio trouble. We kept getting disconnected and and had a problem with some of the audio. So I've been able to salvage about uh, 45 minutes of the interview, so we, we didn't miss too much. But where we started is talking about how customers perception of advertising is often very different than the advertiser's perception of what's going on. And so Clifton goes through and gives us a lot of information about that, and that's where we'll pick up the interview. But to give you a little bit of background as well, Clifton is really keyed in to local business. And we had a great conversation in the beginning of the interview talking about how important Important it is to be conscious consumers. And we all know, and I've said it before on the podcast and I'll say it again, that that we would live very different lives if we tried to be local purists. And, and the goal is not to bash big, big box stores and we're not bashing online retailers because we understand that they have their place and there are many things in many communities that you just cannot find locally and we are thankful that we have these other national alternatives. However, Every time that we give money to those big box stores and those chains in our communities, we are taking money out of our communities and we're putting it in someone else's community and that's the problem and part of the the process that keep it local uh keep the local organization in albuquerque is trying to accomplish is they are trying to educate people about what a local business actually is and um clifton and i were talking about how it's so funny because we hear it all the time where people say oh i'm so glad we finally got a you know and name the chain restaurant you want to fill in the blank it doesn't matter what it is Um, I'm so glad we finally got one here and so then if you ask somebody if you're gonna you know gonna spend your your restaurant eating out dollars locally they'll say sure I am I'm going to the local whatever that chain restaurant is and that's not local business and the difference is because it's a national chain and because it is a franchise every dollar that they make they're sending majority of those those cents like something like uh, 60 something percent of that dollar out of your community whereas if you bought something locally you're able to keep a majority of that local that money in your local community which is fantastic because then those local business owners you know what they do they go out and hire other local businesses to do services and provide products for them. So then that again recycles that money right in your community and provides more jobs and more tax revenue for your community. And the better your business is in the local businesses are in that community the lower your tax base is as a consumer and a homeowner and a property owner in those communities. So it all works hand in hand but where we're going to pick up the interview is talking and Clifton telling us about some of the advertising campaigns that he has run before and how he's advised business owners against doing what they wanted to do with their advertising campaigns. He knew some things weren't going to work and he actually felt badly about taking money to run a campaign, but when a business owner is insistent that they want this campaign and they want this offer on the campaign. And they're paying for it, and even against his best advice, he was bound and obligated to run the ads, but didn't always get the result he wanted. So he talks a little bit about the psychology behind um, advertising and the difference in that perception between what the businesses think they're advertising and the message they think they're sending to the consumers versus what the consumers are actually hearing. So we pick up the interview already in progress.
1: Well, so a business owner hears everybody out there advertising 5% off on Tuesdays between, uh, you know, 7P and 9P. And so they're like, as individuals going, well, heck, I'm not going to respond to that. That means nothing to me. But as business owners, they fellow at the beginning who runs a very nice restaurant, uh, tell me, uh, you know, I said, look, you've got a very nice restaurant, but the economy's going to hit everybody pretty hard. And I think that uh, if we do something in this publication that's got a coupon, and uh, I said, I think you ought to do a free appetizer or twenty percent off. And he said, Gosh, Clifton, some folks come in here and spend thirty dollars on a on a ticket. If I give them twenty percent off, why, that's a whole lot of money I'm giving up. Uh, let's go with ten dollars off, and I'm thinking to mm-hmm. myself, "Well, shoot! If the ticket is three hundred and sixty dollars, who's going to care about ten dollars off? You're not going to see any response."
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And lo and behold,
1: he didn't see any response, and I I uh, know whose fault it was, but guess who took the blame? You know?
0: Yeah, exactly. So let me ask you that as we're talking about this because you do have some expertise in small business advertising, and this is kind of a sticky wicket for a lot of Small business owners because number one I think sometimes small business owners have a real difficult time coming up with an overall marketing strategy and then they have a difficult time figuring out what channels to allocate what parts of their budget for whether they're going to try direct mail or whatever and then so often you see them do a one-shot you know campaign and when it doesn't work then they think advertising doesn't work so can you kind of break it down for us and tell us what some components of a successful advertising strategy would be for a local small business?
1: Well, Chris, you've already hit the main one, and that is, you, you know, you, you, it's taken whoever it is a long time to get into that business. It's taken whoever it is a long time to get to wherever they are in that car listening to that radio or At their desk Mm -hmm. looking at that uh, social media site or whatever. So everybody's got so much momentum behind them, already pushing them somewhere. Mm -hmm. So the idea that you're going to get somebody to turn around in the short term is is, a faulty idea. So That's the first thing. The second thing is if you do want to get somebody to change their behavior and that's essentially what we're doing. I used to buy brand Mm -hmm. X. Now you want me to buy brand Y? Well, that's changing my behavior. That's asking me to alter patterns that I'm familiar with. Well, you better give me a a good reason. And Uh sometimes that reason can be expressed. We've got more colors than the other uh, gal does. We've got, uh, you know, a competitive advantage, and it has to be a really neat competitive advantage. You can't, you know, one of the things that I had my advertisers do was not stand out in front of the store and brag on how big their store is. You know, that's not a direct benefit to the customer. You got to say uh, you'll find more colors and more sizes, and that's what the customer cares about. And then, even so, everybody's saying that. The other thing is that we're all pretty. Tired advertising. We all know that any commercial yeah. you hear is, is just that fellow bragging on himself. And then you get the big advertising agencies that have to break through all that clutter by being clever. And then the next thing mm-hmm. you know is that the ads are all so clever. Everybody says that ad. Did you see that ad where the monkey was dancing with the elephant? Gosh, that was funny. Uh, what was that ad for? I don't remember don't what even was So exactly. my advice, particularly to small mom and pops, is uh-huh. to... First of all, remember that everybody who is engaging with their commercial is doing so one at a time. So you have to talk to one person at a time. And depending Mm -hmm. on what media you're choosing, you have to talk to sir or Mm ma'am. You have to know, and then you have to say, you know, uh, if you've – I mean, here it is. Here it is, folks. Get your pencils out. It's a real straightforward thing. You say if you've got a problem, uh, you're looking for a solution and you need the best solution. Well, mine is the best solution because of A, B, and C. And when you act now, you'll get an additional benefit. So call mm-hmm. today. One of the mm-hmm. things that I always told my customers is, and I read it somewhere else, that branding which so many people want you to do with your advertising, Mm -hmm. is a secondary goal that happens over the long term and does not happen at all if nobody's buying your product. So particularly for the local mom-and-pop advertiser, sell a product. Don't sell the whole darn store. Mm -hmm. Sell a product that's good and that you can brag on and Get people to understand we'll solve their problems
0: in a compelling
1: way that will get them into the store.
0: Then once they're in the store, then
1: you can talk to them about the rest of your stuff.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. And if you live up to your word,
1: over the years, your brand will build. You know, Coca-Cola didn't have a big brand back the first time, you know (laughs) –
0: yeah. You know, don't know
1: it, but Coca-Cola was a, was, a, uh, was a doctor's cure. It was a, you know, fix what ails you. It wasn't a soft uh, drink.
0: Wow. Took a different turn once they put marketing behind it.
1: Well, uh, yes, yes, once they found out why people liked it and so forth.
0: You know, and of course, it's 150 years old, too.
1: Right, took them
0: exactly. Years <laughs> to get number one, didn't happen exactly.
1: with their first out campaign.
0: Exactly. Well, that's true. So let me ask you this: um, there is, and you mentioned it when we were talking, a, a natural sales and advertising fatigue sort of um, among consumers. I know you know where we see it. It doesn't matter whether it's on TV and people you know have the DVRs and they're fast-forwarding through the commercials and, you know, on YouTube, whenever you get the advertising advertisements that come on before the videos, we skip right through them. Is there any advice that you have to get through that advertising resistance to actually get your message heard?
1: Well, you know, for most of the businesses that I've talked to, they never had much money. Right. So one of the most important things is to um, do some real research up front and devote your money to relatively few channels and then Mm -hmm. stick with them. You know, um, if you try a little bit of everything, none of it's going to have an impact. It's like... Uh if you've got a if you've got a balloon and you stretch it so far that you can see through it it's going to pop you know, you know these are silly Gee. metaphors but the point uh-huh. is if you have uh, you know I don't know anybody in any market anywhere that should not invest a minimum of $1000 per month in advertising One of the worst things that affects local business owners, by the way, is the fact that they didn't have to talk to a banker. I know so many people that retired from something and then financed their business with their home equity, and nobody was there to tell them how much money do you have saved for a rainy day, how much money do you have for your marketing plan, how much money do you have for uh, contingencies if your landlord doesn't fix a roof, and they Uh go under because they're not aware of all these things. And then the second thing is the banker says, what's your marketing plan? You know, and, and that's because mm-hmm. the banker wants to protect his money, and he knows you need a marketing plan. So there is yeah. no business anywhere that shouldn't be investing less than you know. And I, I, I over speak. Uh, uh, shouldn't. If you're gonna, if you've got a business that you rely on retail traffic or whatever the way the traffic gets to you, you probably ought to spend a thousand dollars a month.
0: And, and that would be your baseline, right? Well, your baseline like, you know, and... and and
1: yeah, and that's like, and that's only if you can put it in one place. I'll tell you, I had a great success once. Uh, I was working with a radio station that uh, was very effective at reaching eighteen to thirty-four year old adults. That was the uh, demographic that most of the advertisers were interested in. But we were really, really good at reaching sixteen-year-olds. And I really? had a young man. Well, sure, you know, hey, they wanted to be eighteen to thirty-four. <laughs> and, and then uh, I had a young man who uh, had a, uh, a five-year-old Pontiac with a brake uh, pedal on the passenger side, and he had just uh, gotten certified to teach driver's ed. Well,
0: mm-hmm. he didn't have any
1: money. What we did was we put his commercials on Sunday afternoon. Actually, we put them on all day Sunday. In 18 hours, we put 12 commercials on. Sunday was the day that most retailers don't want to advertise because, again, you're, you're after the Saturday. Right? Most retailers uh-huh. want to lead into Saturday sales, so by the time right. Sunday rolls around, radio stations uh, have more holes in their inventory that go unsold. So I was able to give this guy a low price and get 12 commercials on every day, 6 a.m. to midnight, and on Sundays happened to be the day that those teenagers didn't have as many interruptions, and they left that radio on. And he was worried about it up front because he said, well, I'm not open Sundays. I don't want to have to be in the office on Sundays. Uh, answering the phone. I said, well, that's all right. We'll address it in the commercial. And so mm-hmm. in the commercial, we said, you know, uh, we only advertise on Sunday, so get your pencil ready and call us tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And we told everybody to get their pencil ready three times, and then we said the phone number once. So this is another thing. Everybody thinks that you got to say the phone number. Well, you know, if you give people a good, solid reason to want you bad, and
0: mm-hmm. then you say,
1: so get your pencil ready. We're going to give you the phone number now. Then they know, and then and and you only have to say the phone number one. And that's what we did with this fellow. And, of course, all day Sunday, people were leaving messages on his machine. You
0: know, oh, my gosh. Instead of
1: waiting until Monday. But the point is, it was all right. He had plenty of people to call back, and they were all eager, and they all reached out. And this guy, pretty soon, and here's the other thing. Advertise heavy up front. And then, as you get more and more famous and your brand gets deeper in the roots of the community, you could spend less on money. So this guy, uh, before long, he was going, you know what? I'm full up. I'm six weeks out. Let's back off to six commercials a week. And before you know it, he could stop advertising because now all the little teenagers that he was teaching to were telling their friends.
0: Word of mouth. So that's the other important
1: thing is I cannot tell you over the course of the years how many businesses had basically, not in so many words, said to me, Clifton, we're going to wait till we get famous, and then we're going to advertise.
0: <laughs>
1: and they've gone out of business waiting to get famous. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's like waiting to go to the doctor till you know what's wrong with you. Coca-Cola Can't it.
1: spends a heck of a lot less money now, than, you know, on a per
0: bottle basis. I assure you, than they did back in the '50s and the '40s. Sure, sure, absolutely. Well, and it's an interesting—I mean, it's an interesting paradigm whenever you think about um, how consumers respond to your your advertising as well because i think sometimes we do advertisements uh, or, or businesses do advertisements from their perspective and not so much from the customer's perspective That's and the first what thing you're doing
1: You said just turn that on the
0: head that's exactly what you're you're telling us. I mean, the way you w- describe that commercial. I mean, it's everything that was it would be intuitive for the business owner. To, oh, I need to say my number three times. I need to this, that, and the other. I need to only do it when I'm open. You put all that aside and said, you know, the, the customer can deal with that. You know, they can handle it. So well, that's, that's a- another,
1: you know, actually another good reason to talk to somebody else. Uh, you know, business owners have told me for years what makes their business special to them. And I, because I'm not inside the business, and because my business is turning it on its head, I can mm-hmm. I can basically turn that paradigm and look at it through the side of the prism that belongs to the customer instead right. of the side of the prism that belongs to the business owner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, and- Mary Ellen Merrigan that I told you about before, she pointed sure. out, that you know, anytime anybody writes a business letter, they say, dear so-and-so, I want to thank you. And so the first thing after the name is I. Well, you know uh, that. So that's just sort of the beginning of it. So you know, when when I write a letter, generally I say, "Dear Mister, Mister and Missus So and So, you were
0: so kind." Uh-huh. I am mean, yeah. the same
1: it's, thought, it's, but I'm making it about them, not about me.
0: Absolutely, and it's it's amazing because those subtle. I mean, it's it that is based. That's copywriting right there. That's a di- you know the copywriting difference. It, the message is the same. But it's the way it's delivered is completely different, which is, which is fascinating, and it's a whole art unto itself. But one thing I was going to ask you, um, because you have a lot of experience with doing both radio, and television commercials for small businesses, so I wanted to ask you what your advice would be to if if a small business what generally happens, and I'm kind of uh, probably speaking out of my expertise here, but it seems to me that business owners would perceive that there's a lower price for radio than for television, right? The television is a more expensive advertising medium, which it is. But so many times people go to radio first before they ever even would think about going to television. Is that, is that best or is that what you recommend or do you... Well, you know, What's all questions
1: are different nowadays with the internet playing such a role and, and people's behaviors with electronic media so different. Mm-hmm. When uh, I was uh, working with the local ABC affiliate, a commercial, the 30 second commercial, cost, uh, you know, generally speaking, all things you know, equal quite a bit more than the 30 second commercial on most of the radio stations in the market. Uh-huh. Uh, and so you know the, the uh, first thing that the business owner needs to be aware of is it isn't how much time you're paying for. It, it's how many eyeballs or earballs you're paying. For. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you're right uh, that uh, the radio commercial price might be a hundred dollars and the TV commercial price might be 250. But the simple fact is that back in the old days, uh, there was a whole lot more radio stations than there were TV stations. So you could generally mm-hmm. count on a TV station, depending on the time of day and other factors, uh-huh. which, a heck of a lot more people with mm-hmm. that $250 so that your cost per person was lower. Now that, uh-huh. said, that said, that is the crucial deal, you know, uh, There's a lot of different ways of measuring, and your listeners, if they're thinking about buying advertising, should just let go of any idea of ratings, because ratings are measured differently for TV than they are for radio, and it just gets confusing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they should ask their representatives from those different media to express their pricing in terms of the cost per thousand uh, Consumers, whether it's print, radio, or TV. And if they know that their consumer really is a woman 25 to 49 years old, then Mm -hmm. they should ask for the cost per thousand consumers, women 25 to 49 years old. Let's face it, uh, you know, the radio station that I used to work with that was so good at 18 to 34. Uh, we were we were the number three station in the market for people to, for people you know zero to death. We had uh-huh. more people. We were the third station in the market for zero to death. But because so many of our listeners were younger, we were not very effective for women twenty five to fifty four, mm. and we were terrible uh, compared to other stations for persons. 35 to 65. So you have to know who is the principal consumer for your product and ask Mm -hmm. your reps to price it and say this is what it costs on a cost per thousand basis for adults or women or men or Hispanics or whatever Mm -hmm. your deal is.
0: Okay. Wow. Interesting. I you, you forget about that. You know, you forget that it's it, all listeners are not your target, you know, <laughs> just oh, because yeah. just because the station has a lot of listeners, it might not be your target audience and you might be wasting your money. So would you I mean, do you think that most businesses would benefit from having a radio and or television commercial um, or oh, doing yeah, some sort of so radio advertising? I mm-hmm.
1: can't even tell you, you know, um, in my house, uh, we, we uh, listen to uh, uh, the public radio station more than anything else. We don't uh-huh. listen to a lot of the commercial radio stations. Uh, we tend to watch, uh, stream movies or get movies right. from the uh, library. There's a couple of series that we watch, but we're just as likely to be watching them after the fact. Uh, I do have a lot of people constantly ask me if I saw such and such a show recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the the, uh, the ballpark has changed. I think that and, and now on the other hand, you know, it isn't like you should just uh, run for the Internet because the challenge with the Internet is now there's a gazillion and a half channels out there. Sure. Yeah. One of the most important things for people to realize, for business owners to realize is that you may have one product and it may suit the mister in the family for one reason and the missus Mm -hmm. in the family for another reason and their children for yet another. Mm -hmm. So if you can't afford to, you should say, hey, kids, want to keep the folks out of your hair? And put that message on the station that addresses the youth and Uh say, mom. Are you tired of the way the kids and dad keep bugging you? Whatever the case may be. And you can see what uh-huh. I'm here. Dad, want to get out of the hair? You know, whatever. Yeah. So your yeah. headline should be that headline that addresses that one customer you want to talk to. You. And then yeah. your product should be expressed in terms of how it solves the problem for that. And then, and then, and, but by all means, do not rely on a message that is designed for mama. To work well for you in uh, the college football show.
0: Interesting. Yeah, yeah. You, you you just don't think about that. And I think so many times businesses do have come out with one. They want one. Have one advertising message. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's pretty. You well, know, that's a, their campaign. That's
1: <laughs> the yeah. You know, you've got you've only got so much money as a business owner, uh, and you know, a lot of times people, uh, the big players, the really big players. Often spend twenty five to thirty three percent of their total budget on the production of the message, Mm -hmm. because they know, goodness sakes, they are spending so much money on that airtime or that you know wherever they're going to place those messages, that those messages better be good. And so they have, and and of course they're playing in the gazillion dollar field, so they've they've got a little more uh,
0: deep pockets.
1: But uh, nowadays, you know, uh, I can tell you that uh, my friends in the video production field uh, are feeling the pressure of the fact that just about anybody can create a video. Sure. You don't want to pay somebody to do a good video, but if you could afford to think it through and talk to somebody who can set up your video production schedule so that you can videotape three headlines and three call to actions – and mm-hmm. insert in the middle one product description. Uh, then you spend a little time editing, and then you can more effectively place your commercials. You know,
0: but, but that's great advice, though. <laughs> well, you know, and then
1: mom and pop are going like, "Who's going to do that? I'm on the cash register. She's selling.
0: exactly, <laughs> yeah. And someone else is cooking and everything else. Right? Yeah, definitely. True. It's true. I mean, that's and that's again why there's it's so important for some of these things to. Consult the people that know what they're doing. You know, if you don't know what you're doing with marketing, find people that do and, and hire those things out while you focus on your business and your craft.
1: And There's the old story about the guy who ran the factory, and one day the whole factory shut down, and all his 50 people were standing around, and he called the factory fix-it fella. And the factory fix-it fella came in, saw what the problem was, walked around a little bit, found a, a loose screw, pulled out the screwdriver, tightened the screw. And uh, the factory started up again. And the owner said, that's wonderful. I appreciate it. Give me an invoice. The guy said, uh, here's your invoice. It's for $1,005. And the guy says, $1,005? What the heck? I want this itemized. And the guy said, $5 for turning the screw, $1,000 for knowing which one to turn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Absolutely. There's a lot of expertise that goes into that. That's mm-hmm. So so. Expi- uh, it just explains Explains the process for sure. Now, can you tell us, Clifton, the the business accomplishment that you're most proud of in your career? Well, you know, I have
1: helped a lot of businesses generate a lot of sales. and Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I'm most proud of is that I have got a slew of accomplishments. None of them is great. I haven't turned the world on its head. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the young man with his driver's class, that was sort of yeah. typical. The mm-hmm. accomplishment that I am most proud of right now is working with Keep It Kirky. At uh, mm-hmm. keepitkirky.org, we are using a crowdfunding platform that is specifically developed for community projects. And oh, wow. And we have uh, taken the uh, information about why it's important to buy local, and we've leveraged that into some press coverage. And uh, we have then uh, taken our crowdfunding out, and we have successfully funded uh, the publication of over 100,000 directories. Now, our organization has never had this many directories in the hands of consumers before. And wow. I'm pretty certain that when we put 100,000 directories into the hands of the consumers, and not everybody's going to respond. We're going to have to figure mm-hmm. we'll be lucky if 5% of those people keep those uh, sure. directories, but that'll still be a significant number higher than what we've had in the past. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, this project has been fascinating to me. We're not only uh, funding our crowdfunding projects successfully, but we're also uh, using this process to make our community aware that this crowdfunding platform is available to them as one of the tools that they get through their uh, uh, Keep It Kirky Buy Local organization.
0: Wow. And I wow. think
1: that we're going to see an increase again, You know, uh, uh, conceivably a, a doubling of the awareness of what it really means to buy local in the year to come. And that might be one of my most important uh, uh accomplishments because they will represent a significant benefit to my community as opposed to helping mom and pop over here sell a few more widgets and helping Jim and Josephine over there sell a few more gadgets. I mean, all of that stuff adds up and I've really enjoyed the whole process. I've written some wonderful radio copy. I'm a voice characterization guy. I've, I've spent 30 years, you know, uh, uh, doing voice characterizations and, and acting in a lot of commercials that have had a lot of impact on a lot of people, but they kind of disappear against the uh, the warp and weave of advertising on their own. Sure. So, so this is one of my favorite projects right now. I, that's generally what I'd say, too. If I'm working on it, i probably sure. like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and I was going to say, though, now even with, that, with the campaign that you're doing and what you're doing with Keep It Kirky, how... How are you measuring the performance of that? I mean, how how do you know whether the campaign is going to be successful or not?
1: Well, so
0: just like
1: an advertiser, so much of it is anecdotal and some of it mm-hmm. comes down to your bottom line.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: one of the things is that in one of our uh, local area, and the Internet helps, you know, I can go to – the Albuquerque Business First, uh, uh, which is a weekly news publication that is also online, uh-huh. I can do a search of Keep It Kirky. And I can tell you that since uh, the beginning of 2013, we have had as much press about buying local as we have had since 2008 up to 2013. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow! In one year,
1: we have seen literally an exponential. Uh, now, then, on top of that, that press has led to the success. For example, that we're having with our crowdfunding project.
0: Sure. Uh,
1: I I uh, put together the project so that we needed some principal big money fellows to play in it.
0: Like mm-hmm. One
1: on board. He got uh, one of his colleagues to be the other one. Uh, we are actively speaking at local uh, business groups, and one of the people from one of those local business groups came on with the big money. I made one presentation to somebody else who came on board. And not to say that I didn't make a few failed presentations. I've talked sure. to a lot people who haven't picked it up. But then, because of our press, another fellow came on and signed up for the big money. And, and uh, you know, so uh, then... The other thing is that uh, we just had in the past several weeks a boatload of our members renew, and we've been seeing more new members come on. Ah, that's critical. And recently, a newspaper from Santa Fe called to ask me uh, to answer a question that one of her readers had put to her about the environmental impact. Of driving a little further to the uh, local bookstore as opposed Mm -hmm. to driving the short distance to the big-box store you you know it's conceivable that you're probably putting a little more tailpipe into the air if you drive a little further to that uh, local independent bookstore but on the other Mm -hmm. hand when you compare the negative environmental impact of that big-box store and it's asphalt parking lot that's designed Uh for Christmas Day. So then today, a fellow called me up from one of the other publications, and he says, Clifton, here's some news we're going to release tomorrow regarding the state of business in Albuquerque. What does Keep It Kirky feel about that? So we are definitely feeling the uh, growth, and uh, Uh more and more people that I run into are telling me, yes, we're seeing your signs on stores and so forth and Uh so on. So We have to measure through the bottom line, but I'll tell you, and this has been my experience. I once was the director of enrollment at a school, and we ran a campaign, and we gave tours of that school all summer long, and and we had a budget we had to make, and then all of a sudden, the week before school started, everybody showed up, and we were (laughs) were like going, does anyone know about this thing? And then, boom, they were all at the door, and we were doing nothing but counting money for the next week. Uh, wow. So that's kind of the same thing. Here we are. We're just now finishing off our crowdfunding project, and I am scrambling to make sure that all the renewed members are up to date and that uh, you know all of our uh, T's are crossed and our I's are dotted, getting ready to publish sure. this thing. So, uh, and, then, and that's just the level of success that we're having now. Once this thing is in the hands of the public, uh, I think we're going to uh, certainly plan that we're going to see uh, another uh, doubling or tripling of our exposure.
0: Well, and those membership renewals and new members coming in is evidence to the fact that the business owners clearly feel like they're being helped by they're the, value. the yeah lucky. they're definitely doing that. So that that's awesome, and especially when you think about you you've had enough press and as much impressing in one year as you did in the previous five years. It really shows that it, it's it's the idea whose time has come. It well, really and
1: now look, that's something else I've got to say is that. We've been doing this since 2003. Nobody was paying attention to us before the recession.
0: Nobody was paying
1: attention to anybody after the recession.
0: Exactly right. But in
1: the subsequent years, everybody's coming to realize how important these community relationships are. So it isn't just us. Uh, I feel like we've been on the ground and we got more traction and we've been uh, singing this song for a long time. But sure. you're right. It is an idea whose time has come and mm-hmm. and this is another thing, you know, we're we're first in market. We do have a little bit of a leg up in terms of being sure. of the go-to people for this kind of stuff.
0: Well, that's awesome. I'm so glad to see that you're you're seeing the trajectory just take off with what what you're able to measure, you know, as far as in your community because if you can do it in your community, it can be replicated in any community and it just takes it just takes the work and the legwork that, you know, has been started since 2003. doesn't mean that it has to take everyone 10 years to get to that point. No, but. Well, and,
1: and it really is uh, an idea whose time has come. You know, uh, 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 talking with that publication recently, we are all facing a different world than, than we used to live in. And that kind sure. of realization gets people to be more willing and more open to looking at things in a new way. And so Absolutely. now is the time to do this.
0: Yeah, the recession changed everyone's paradigm. I think you know it really whether did. we wanted to do or not, right? It, yeah, against our will or not. So I, I definitely know that. Now let me ask you this, because you have the, the expertise in some of the local areas. Um, we like to identify and ask our you know business owners and people that we interview um, if there are holes in the market that they've identified. In other words, are there things in your area? that you would love to be able to source locally, but you cannot find them?
1: Well, that's there's so much. You know, uh, our study shows that when you spend a dollar with a local restaurant, a lot more of that money stays in the community than when you spend a dollar at a local retailer. And, of mm-hmm. course, that's because local retailers are selling stuff that's made overseas by and lot. Sure. Most yeah. of the stuff that uh, we consume in America nowadays is made somewhere else. In fact, the buy local movement is just a small circle. Uh, the bigger circle is the buy in my state movement and the bigger circle is the buy American sure. to, and you know so that goes back to your comment earlier about being conscious consumers uh, mm-hmm. sort of our uh, keep it quirky. Uh, crowdfunding project, one of the benefits is you get a t shirt. Well, we went ahead and made the decision to spend $2 more per t shirt to buy t shirts made in the USA. Uh, Unbelievable, so, yeah. You know, one of the things that I hope to see more of is more local food production. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of opportunity for some folks right now who don't have a job at all to get it back into the agriculture business. Mm-hmm. we uh, have a whole bunch of benefits to that we have greater food independence we have less threat of food terrorism and we have more people yes. at work and uh and our food is probably going to be better for us if it's grown in our own regions
0: yeah it I, I completely agree with that and you know i think even you know you know years ago we would see the made in america movement and you know even since the recession, and even a little bit before the recession started, we started seeing this, um this local, that move toward local agriculture. And then the farm to table movement came, mm-hmm. you know, came about. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's just all of these things are, have been out there long enough, and they're getting familiar enough, that I just feel like, we have hopefully come to a point where we can turn the tables and shift the tide in favor of our local businesses in our local communities, you know, and, and be able to make a difference with those. And so uh, the food is the, is, is a very natural place to start, you know, because it's something that everyone has to consume and the closer, you know, the more you know about what went into that, the better off you are, you know? Mm -hmm. So I completely agree with that. Now, let me ask you this after you do the, um, the directory and that sort of thing with Keep It Kirky, what's the next step for Keep It Kirky beyond that?
1: Well, we are still focusing on growing our members, and and Mm -hmm. by that I mean not only growing the total number of members, but growing sort of the categories that those members come from. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I guess that if I had my druthers, and this is me speaking as with the direction I'd like to see the organization go in. Uh, I'd like to see us having a greater effect on policy uh, uh, decisions. You know, uh, 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 I'd like to see us being able to liaise between our city government and -and up-and-coming businesses to take some of the resources that are currently being spent to recruit employers and instead of going out and hunting for those employers and making the decision to spend some of those resources helping our uh, businesses that are already local to grow and become a little bit more effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing we want to do is, as I said earlier, is provide uh, some uh, tools and education to our membership. You know, let them know where to mm-hmm. join a buyer's collective. Maybe do a workshop on on uh, the soft skills that uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, some people don't know that uh, you make more sales when you ask more questions instead of uh, sure. making more recommendations. You know, so things like that. It's all – now, we we do have some other uh, advocacy programs that we're hoping Mm -hmm. to put in place, and we want to take uh, some of our increased awareness. Hopefully, that will gain us some members, and then we're going to uh, look at uh, uh, trying to – again, these are ideas that we have, so uh, this is uh, not concrete, but we'd like to have a campaign that uh, reminds people to – Buy local for Mother's Day, buy local for yes. Father's Day, buy Absolutely. local for, you know, uh, uh, Halloween, and buy local uh-huh. for, you know, and and uh, just start uh, going with those easy um, retail periods.
0: Right, uh, the low-hanging and, fruit.
1: Mm-hmm, bingo.
0: Now, let me, uh, I, I would just say this, that I think that regulatory piece of that that you mentioned I think it is absolutely critical because I know the small business owners are feeling the pinch of so many regulations right now. So well, much more so. And Christy, than... the truth is, they're feeling the pinch of deregulation too. Yes, abs- you're you're right. Absolutely, it works both ways.
1: Deregulation has had a major benefit to the bigger corporations that have been able to leverage that deregulation than uh, than the little guy. You know, uh-huh. little guy didn't it's want true. any regulations, and unfortunately. Uh, that's what's led to uh, uh, banking deregulation, and how sure. the, now the little guy, you know, the the big players that got deregulated misbehaved so badly that now they're putting all these regulations on the banks that the little guys are going to have a tough have time to, yeah. uh, paying for. So, yeah, exactly the right. kind of the deal is we've got to we've got to look at the playing field and say, okay, if there's an area for abuse, then maybe that
0: area needs to be watched over a little more closely. Right. Right. I completely agree. Now, I always like to give you, um, as the interviewee, you've been kind to us and being able to give us so much uh, valuable information and just some real great nuggets that we can take out of here. But I wanted to give you the opportunity to promote anything um, within your business that you want to our listeners. So um, tell us what what you'd like to promote.
1: Oh, goodness. Uh, Your listeners are nationwide, I guess, uh, I'd like to promote that everybody take a dime out of every dollar and try to make a decision to go local. One of the things we Absolutely. talk about with our uh, listeners on our radio show at Christmas time is we know folks have families spread uh, all across the country and sometimes sure. attractive to uh, call up Amazon and have them ship something. So we'd like yes. to suggest that you use Google and if you know your daughter likes dresses, then look up local dress shop in St. Sure. or wherever the heck she mm-hmm. is. And then uh, go get those people your uh, information and then buy your dress from them and have them, you know, try to work that kind of thing out too. And wherever you go. The other thing is, you know, our business, uh, our local business first organization is called Keep It Kirky because that's where we live. Mm-hmm. But the idea is to put your money where your home is. And, Absolutely. Uh, and, and when you're on the road, taste where you're at. Don't taste the same food you could get back home.
0: Sure, absolutely. I think those are great, two great things that that people just need to keep in mind. And and really, when you do that, you're really soaking up more of that community that you're visiting anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, and it just gives you a richer experience, like you said earlier. Whether it's on the road or in your town, when you shop with
1: you know, somebody... uh, man that takes all kinds to make a world and we might as well get to know some of them instead of meeting the same people over and over
0: again. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I love that. I love that because you can meet some amazing people in, you know, places that you visit and they're the owners and they're the people that have, you know, Mm -hmm. taken over the business from their grandparents. And, you know, you see the legacy and the heritage that's just passed down and then the pride that those people put into their work, you you feel compelled to reward them by spending more there or by making sure that you are a good customer to them, you know, and a good advocate for them. It's
1: a gamble. You're throwing the dice. You know, you might, yeah. you might have an experience that wasn't quite as favorable, sure. but you always have a story to tell. You Absolutely. I mean? if, if you have, Absolutely. If you have the worst experience in the funkiest little place because of the strangest little reason, that's going to be a story that you're going to have <laughs> to tell for the rest of your life.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, you're exactly, and you'll never forget it either. Right? You know, so definitely it'll be memorable either way. So, Clifton, where can we find you on the web? Because what I like to do is in our show notes, I like to link up everything. Um, so our listeners can find you and find anything about uh, Keep It Kirky that they want to.
1: Well, my business uh, of creating content uh, extends to the Spanish language. I'm okay. an interpreter and a translator, and a lot of the work I do is based on uh, helping people bridge that cultural divide. Uh-huh. My business for years and years and years has been called Comunicaciones focotele yeah so the best way to find me is to go to keepkirky.org, click on member okay. directory and type in Clifton Chadwick and you'll see uh, what you need to know about me. In fact, now that I've said that I better get in there and clean it up a little bit.
0: <laughs> Update it right?
1: right. Now if your listeners care to, uh, they can go to org and click on the radio archives and, and they can hear some of the conversations we've had with some of our local business owners. And uh, Beyond that, uh, I wish them all the very best wherever they are, whichever end of the consumer chain they're on.
0: Exactly. Now, are you guys on Facebook or anything like that at all? com slash Keep it Keepitkirky. Okay. Well, we'll link up to all that. Twitter at all? Do you use Twitter? Yeah, and I think we're
1: I think we're at Keep It Kirky. I'm afraid to say that we've okay. got that a little automated and so uh we, we send out multi posts and, and I Okay. Not <laughs> I hear that we're on Twitter.
0: <laughs> okay, gotcha. Well I'll I'll uh, look it up and link it uh, link it up in the show notes because we want people to be able to find you and follow you and um you know, the other part is is that there might be other there might be small businesses um that exist in communities that don't have a real good infrastructure for local business support. Well, and we would so love to they're, help them. And if they can yeah,
1: so, uh, they can uh, send an email to ED, and that really stands for Executive Director. Okay. ED at org, and I'm happy okay. to try to connect them up with resources.
0: Perfect. I appreciate that because I, I think that's absolutely critical. Because I would love for every community to have a thriving support system for the local businesses to help help the community and help the local business owners and just uh, really see everyone across the board thrive as far as that goes. So we'll link up all this and. Clifton, you've been a pleasure to talk to. It's just been uh, great hearing all your stories and at the same time being able to pick your brain for the expertise that many local business owners um, need to hear. And so I'm just so grateful for the time that you spent with us and all that you've shared with us today. Well,
1: Chrissy, you're doing a good thing yourself, and we're happy to support it and be involved and and, uh, uh, look forward to
0: hearing your other shows. Excellent. Well, thank you, Clifton, for your time tonight, and I hope you have a fantastic rest of the week. You can find show notes to everything we discussed in this podcast on our website, so go there. It's www.brickandmortarreporter.com. You can see all the links to anything we discussed, and also you can leave us any comments or any questions that you have. It's the best way to get in touch with us.
1: Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we build businesses all day long with no permits. Remember, local businesses are the backbone of our economy. So, whenever you have the opportunity, choose local.